The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heifel falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Brendan Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Happy New Year. First podcast of 2022. In this episode, I was able to talk with Angels relief pitcher Andrew Wants, um, a guy that, like many Angel players this season, made his debut in 2021. Um, so we talk about that. We talk about um, his offseason, um, you know, stuff on the field and how that whole season went, how he's preparing for the next season. And then if you listen to our podcast before, you also know that when we have guys like that on, we want to kind of get to know them also off the field and um, what he enjoys off the field and stuff like that. So we talk about that. We find a common interest in golfing. So we talk a lot about that, his relationship with Austin Warren, another young pitcher that the Angels brought up this year, um, and other stuff too. So definitely give it a listen. Uh, I want to thank Andrew again. I hope you enjoy it. But here's my interview with Andrew Wan. I want to welcome in our next guest on the All Angel podcast. You saw him make his debut in 2021, along with a lot of other angels. Andrew Wants, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Um, just been hanging out with my fiance Diana. Just kind of laying low. Um, Congratulations on that. I saw that post on uh, your uh, Instagram. That That's that's another great thing that happened for you in 2021. Oh, yeah. It's, it was a hell of a year in 21. Hopefully 22, 2022 can be a lot better. And as I look around to make sure my wife's not around, because I don't want to get the date messed up. But for for me, that's been married for just over three years. um, I still remember the process of, you know, the engagement, then the the planning. How is that going with you? How is that uh, whole process now? It's the off season. You got more time for it. Yeah, I've I've been fortunate enough to, you know, we live together and she's been doing most of the work. I will say I'm not going to lie to you guys, but um, (laughs) It's been fun. I had no idea. She warned me before we all, we started planning and, you know, calling people how crazy and how much stuff there is a plan. And it, once you start Zoom calling these people, booking yep. these people, it's nuts. Yeah. I, I can only imagine too, it's probably harder for you guys now because you are in the age of Zoom and maybe not meeting face to face with certain people because of everything going on when we did in, 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 you know, end of 17, 18, you know, we're still able to go places and meet people. So I'm sure you're, you're a whole different kind of. Uh, yeah. It's a different uh, ball game. And it's also been, sure. it's, it's been harder because, you know, with COVID in 2020 or yeah, 2020 and 21, like a lot of weddings and stuff have been pushed back. So you know, trying to find vendors and stuff's been a nightmare, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process for sure. I, and I remember it, Definitely. I remember it like it was yesterday. So 2021, you start the season out in, in Salt Lake and triple a and all through your minor league career, the majority of it, you've been a starting pitcher, but then you get called up to the angels 
And then did they tell you off the bat that we're looking for you more as a bullpen piece or what was the kind of communication with you with that? Um, yeah, I knew that if I was going to get called up, it would be as a reliever. Um, and I think the reason why in the minor leagues that they've, they kept me a starter is because in college, like I was a starter my freshman year, reliever, sophomore, junior, and senior year. But I was always capable of going really long, like three, four innings as a reliever. So I think they wanted me to keep that length. And um, that's kind of why they had me start, because they wanted me to be able to go four innings if I needed to as a reliever. So, But I knew if I got called up, and there's some communication, they're like, look, you know, if you get the call up, you're, you'll be out of the pen. So I knew going into it. So you get called up on July 3rd is when you officially get called up. <clears throat> who was the first person you told? Better yet, how did you find out? And then who was the first person you told right after? So we were in Oklahoma City playing the Dodgers AAA team. And me and Austin Warren were actually just, I think we were playing video games or setting up the PlayStation or something. Sitting in the hotel room and our AAA manager, Lou, calls me and he goes, Hey, what are you up to? I said, you know, just kind of hanging out, not doing much. Um, he goes, well, you got to call up. And I mean, my heart kind of <laughs> skipped a beat there. So it took me a second to kind of gather myself. And, you know, I ended that conversation. The first person I call is my mom and dad. And the craziest thing about it is uh, the night before I got the call, my dad he actually called me the day I got the call up and he's like, I had a dream last night. You got called up like, and, and then I got the call later that day. So it was kind of weird, but I called them. Um, and it was one, one AM in Oklahoma. So back home, it was 3 AM <clears throat> and, uh, they woke up obviously wide awake at that point. I was, you know, it wasn't really much of a conversation and we, we were all just like taken away. And then I called Deanna and called my sister. So I got the family on the phone and then that night was just a scramble. Everyone's booking flights, everyone's flights. calling each other, you know, trying to get the same flight. And it was, it was crazy. And needless to say, none of us got much sleep that night. No, I, I can, I can only imagine. And, and like I kind of said before, a lot of guys made their, debuts with the angels you talk about austin warren you, you know you know brandon marsh reed detmers i mean there's a there's a good list of guys that made their debuts with the angels how cool is that to have those kind of guys you've played with on probably even multiple levels of the organization to be making their debuts at the same time you are it was it was so much fun to be able to share those experiences with those guys especially you know austin warren i've me and him have been neck and neck through the system for the last four years. Um, so it was really, he was probably the most special to have on the team. But then again, I had known Brandon Marsh for a while. He's been in the system. We played in 19 together in double A. Um, so it was just a lot of fun. It didn't, you know, it kind of took the pressure of, um, you know, being in the big leagues because you, you, you kind of have your friends with you, you know, when I first got called up, it was different because I didn't know anyone. You know, I didn't, I didn't know Alex right. Cobb. You know, it was, it was, it was 
was just a different vibe. I'm not saying it was bad. It's just I didn't, you know, I didn't have any friends at that point. So right. towards the end of the season, I mean, we really started to have fun, enjoy ourselves, and the pressure was lifted a little bit. Yeah, and you know, you see some of these guys, these veterans, like you maybe see them in passing at spring training, but after that, you really don't cross paths much if you're, you know, in the minors and stuff like that. So that makes complete sense. So again, you call up trip on, on on July third. You make your debut on July 4th, which probably makes it real easy for a lot of people to remember when you made your debut July 4th. So I'm, I'm going to play this video and I want you to tell me what's going through your head as I play this video. All right. So you're on the mound, ready to take the ball. What's going through your head when you're about to ready to take, make your first, you know, appearance. Um, a lot of deep breaths were taken from the time, I left the bullpen to the mound and uh, I was just kind of soaking it all in. You know, I was looking around. I was like, you know, this is what I've been dreaming about since I was a little kid. And I kept myself in the moment. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I knew how to do, really. You know, know the situation, know where the runners are, know who you got up. Um, you know, a lot of prep work is done behind the scenes on the hitters. So you kind of got to focus on, you know, attacking each hitter and, I just knew that, you know, my family was in the stands and I was, once I got, once I was done, I was like, man, I'm, it didn't really hit me at the time until I got back in the locker room and it kind of started to set in how special that was. So not a lot of emotions were felt on the mound, um, but before and after just kind of when all the emotions and how, you know, realizing my dream came true. So it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you hear that a lot from the guys that debuted this year was that at the time of when they're on the mound or at the plate, it's like they kind of black out and then it sinks in that day or maybe a week later or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, July 4th, you, you make your debut. How how was it? You know, you're not just able to look back at your whole year. You end up getting sent back to AAA for a little bit and then back up to the majors throughout the season. How, when you look back at the season, how was it to you, like – is it is it stuff that you you know stuff you can grow upon? Is it like how how did you how do you look back and summarize twenty one for you? Um, in the three months or however long I was in the big leagues, I had to learn more in that span than any period in baseball ever. So, um, I. It was a learning experience. I learned so much on, you know, how to attack hitters, what to look in hitters, uh, you know, talking with catchers, Stassi um, and Suzuki, just trying to gain as much knowledge knowledge as I can from these guys because they know what it takes. They've been in the league for years. And 21 was – it was just nice to learn so much because, you know, you play the game for, you know – 20 years of your life like me and you think you have to figure it out but once you make it to the big leagues you find out you're pretty infantile when it comes to what you know so it was nice to learn so much i have a lot to a lot to grow on mentally and physically and um this this off season has been a very productive one uh, obviously you can't really talk about the 21 season angels 2021 season without talking about shohei otani what he did in his mvp season you being mm-hmm. a pitcher, you knowing what it takes to – are you now learning what it takes to be prepared on the mound and the work that goes in not only mentally but physically for your body to to pitch. And then you see this guy in your dugout that is doing that at a great level and just 
hitting at a great level. Um, how fun was it to watch him day in and day out? Oh, it was, it was extremely special to be a part of. Um, and to watch day in and day out how he carried himself. His work ethic is unbelievable. Um, and how professional he is at things. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got the whole world watching him pretty much. And just how he was able to handle the media, you know, all the press and everything, and still perform the way he did on the field, it was just, it was unbelievable in my my point of view. But, um, yeah, almost every night, you know, sitting in the bullpen, chatting up with the guys, and Shohei's up, and he hits a, you know, he hits nukes. And, <laughs> yeah. and my jaw drops, you know, I'm like a fan. Of, I'm like a little kid watching him hit these home runs that are just towering, towering. Like, the one, like in the one in Seattle before in the All-Star Seattle break. especially, yeah. And we're in the bullpen and we're just like, what in the world is this guy on? I mean, he's on a different level than, than guys in the league. I mean, it's just crazy how he does that. I don't understand. Yeah, he, he's definitely fun to watch. And as a lot of Angel fans, we're looking for that next season. So you mentioned the offseason. The offseason going out, going going great for you. <clears throat> Obviously, you know, the big, I guess, elephant in the room is the lockout. And I won't really ask you about your opinion about that. That's a whole different issue. But it is kind of, you know, how's your how's your training going when you don't necessarily know when the call is going to be to like, hey, guys, we're doing this. Like, you don't have a report that you don't have a, a schedule laid out in front of you like you would normal years. How does that affect your right. off-season workout at all? Or, or are you kind of just keeping to the same routine? Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of preparing myself as if we're going to start on time. You know, there's not been much communication, as you know, so you don't really know. So, and my perspective is I'd rather be ready than not ready in case it does start on time. Um, so it's kind of been a normal off season. Haven't really changed much um, when it comes, you know, timing of bullpens and how much I'm throwing. So it hasn't changed. Well, that's good. Cause yeah, as fans were ho- definitely hoping for it to, to end sooner rather than later. And I'm sure, you know, as players, oh, yeah. guys that are used to routines are, are in the same boat. So, Something that Absolutely. we've talked about, you know, in person a little bit and like through DMs is um, golfing. Something I really enjoy. Something that oh, you yeah. really enjoy. Um, yeah. Who is on the Angels? Who is your number one golf buddy? Who's your guy that you can call and say, "Hey, let's go play eighteen on on Saturday or whatever." <clears throat> um, I actually golfed with a variety of guys this year, which was nice. But Warren is usually we. We're usually the duo that kind of hits the links together, and I'm actually going tomorrow morning to play. Going to be a little nippy, nice. but we'll uh, hopefully we'll make some birdies. What uh, uh, any any certain kind of course that you favorite, or any course that you maybe not f- play regularly, but have played maybe once or twice, where you're like, that's the place that I want to keep on going back to. Oh yeah, um, there's there's a couple places you know within an hour of me. It's Pinehurst, I'm you know. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> you know, if there are golfers out there, you've heard of Pinehurst. So yes. we, uh, me and me and some buddies, we went down there this, this off season and played and it's just a, I mean, it's like the Mecca of golf, you know? Yeah. And then another course is Tobacco Road, which is about yeah. 30 minutes South of Raleigh. And it is just the most bizarre course. It's got, <laughs> 
every shot's blind shot. I mean, just Ugh. the the layout of the course is crazy. And those are those are my two favorite spots for sure. So, who's the best golfer on the Angels that you played with? It could be someone in the majors or someone maybe you played with in in, in the minors. Warren, I hate to keep really? bringing him up, but he is <laughs> a hell of a golfer. Yeah, he he's damn good golfer. Is he? Uh, uh, is it short game? Hopefully is that it, changes. Is Hopefully that changes. Yeah. The drive. Uh, I mean, he's just he's good all around. I mean, he drives the ball. His irons are spot on. I mean, he's always throwing darts at the pin from you know 195, 200 yards out. It's just crazy what he can do. A lot of feel. But hopefully it can change. Hopefully I can bring a little more there competitiveness. Go. I actually got new irons coming, so Ooh, hopefully that'll ele- elevate the game a little bit. What kind did you get? I got Taylor made Sim Sim Two Maxes. The Sim Twos, okay. Yeah. What you know? Um, is this going to be your first time playing this year in 2022, or have you have you gone out already before, uh, in the new year? Uh, well, this will uh, technically it'll be the first time I played on. New Year's Day, or when I play. Maybe New Year's Day. I might have played on the first. We played at, uh, me and my buddy played at Lonnie Pool, which is NC State's, the college oh, course. Okay. So, college, that's yeah. A, yeah, a good, great yeah. course. Yeah, I'm playing Sunday, and, and that'll probably be my, th- no, I'm playing Monday because of the holiday, and that's going to be my third time this year, but. Oh, yeah, God. you got me beat. I just, yeah. well, <laughs> It's just the last ever since New Year's. Really, it's been bitter cold. Yeah, that's the thing about Southern California. It's like we had a rain spell that lasted two weeks that kind of washed away any chances of playing. But then yeah. since then, it's been yeah a little. And you say nippy. I'm thinking like oh, it's sixty <clears throat> degrees at night. I'm guessing it's probably a little bit colder for you guys over there. But that's kind of yeah. how it is. You know, at a eight o'clock, eight thirty tea time, it's like oh man, it's sixty degrees. It's cold over here. But well, uh, we actually our tea time. Let me see. Our tea time was at nine fifteen, but it got moved back to ten fifteen because of a frost. Frost, yeah, yeah. So That's tomorrow, a couple at, times to us. Tomorrow at ten, it's going to be forty degrees, so we're going to be bundled up. <laughs> so out of out of all your friends on the Angels <laughs> that you played golf with, um, who's like the most likely of guy to just kind of show up right at you know you say nine fifteen tea time? He's showing up like at nine fourteen, hmm. throwing on his shoes. Well, that's a good question. You know, I didn't play with too many guys. I played with Selman. Um, I played with Hergit. Oh, who else did I play with? Oh, when we were in Triple, I played with like Packy and Marsh. Played with Rojas. Um, I don't know. I I played once with Marsh. He one didn't seem too interested in the golf, but you know he kind of strolled up, whacked the ball around. He enjoyed riding the cart more than anything. But I would probably say Marsh. He's he's most likely to show up at time and just kind of he's there for a good time. Uh, let's just right. put it that way. And, and that kind of leads into my next the next question too. When you're on the golf course, and you know we've all had those rounds where it's like, hey, I'm here to have fun. Are you the type that's going to, you know, have a couple of drinks or are you the competitive type where, no, I got to be on my game because I got to win or I got to, you know, shoot my, my best score. Are you like, yeah, whatever, give me a, a six pack and let's, let's roll. You know, <clears throat> yeah, 
Um, it really depends on the front nine. <laughs> you know, if if I'm striking the ball well, there will be no drinks other than water consumed, and I'm going low. But if the front nine is just all over the place, you know, we're gonna crack crack a couple and enjoy ourselves. So I really don't. I go into it, you know, I'm trying to shoot low, shape some shots, but doesn't always happen. Yeah, that's that's how it is with my with my brother plays. He's like that too. Where it's the it's not even the whole front nine. It's probably the first five. He'll determine whether or not. And then there's a there's a plateau. Yeah, there's a, yeah. there's like a graph where he's going up. It was like okay, now he's loose. He's not trying to force it, and he's he's killing the ball. And then maybe another couple of drinks in, then it goes down because now it hit him, and now he he's seeing a couple of balls out there that he's not sure which one to swing. Oh at, yeah, so. for sure. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean. On the turn, maybe grab a couple cold ones, and you know if I'm not playing too well, maybe that that could be the answer that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I I try to have fun. I don't, you know, I'm not playing on the weekends in front of the TV, you know, on TV. Yeah. So I'm not. But I am competitive. You know, if we're if yeah. I'm going out with some guys, like I'm trying to beat them. That's just kind of in my nature, I guess. Are you the type to like? I know a couple guys that like like are friends of mine that that golf, but. And don't necessarily watch it on TV. Do you? Do you like if there's a tournament on? Whether you know, it doesn't have to be like a major. But are you? Will you turn it on and just watch? Or are you just like, yeah, oh, I, just, yeah. I just enjoy playing, not necessarily not watching. Oh yeah, I'm watching all the time. I actually got on my phone just like like the NBC Sports package just so I can watch you know whatever <laughs> golf tournaments on. But I, right. I I'm watching all the time, especially so, you know the majors. You know Masters week yeah, oh, like. Yeah. I download the Masters app every year. You know, I'm all yeah. in. You know, maybe where. So, what did you feel about? How did you feel about the the match this last Thanksgiving when it was uh, uh, Kepka and Kepka uh, and DeChambeau? You know, I thought it was I thought it was funny just because you know they kind of got a, some beef with each other. So I thought right. it was funny how they chirped at each other. Um, it- I didn't get to watch all of it, but the parts I did see it was you know competitive, fun golf fight. I love watching, and you know, like Phil and Tiger did the match. I mean, I yeah, that was fun. I think I rewatched it three times. I mean, I loved it. I also like so to watch a lot of golf, especially those ones where. Oh yeah, me too. I, I I like that one where they mixed in Manning and Barkley because then you can see. I don't know. I guess part of me is like, okay, cool. These guys aren't necessarily. I mean, you have the the, the tour pros that are just going to kill every time, but then you have the other guys who are like, okay they're not as good. So you kind of feel a little better about right. yourself and like, okay, all right. You know, Barkley, you know, hooks one. You're like, Hey, I've done that before. I'm like, okay, I don't feel so bad about my, I don't yeah. feel so bad about myself. Kind of do. I, I love watching part, like, you know, Brady, when Tom Brady was playing, you know, Barkley was just chirping him the whole time. And then he <laughs> chips one in from 150 out. And it was just fun to watch him interact with each other. And you're right. You know, a non golfer watching a non golfer play, yeah, kind of gives you a little more perspective. Like, all right, I could, you know, I could maybe do a little better than that. But you know, and you talk about those the the, the match. The, the, what they've done really well is the chirping. You hear the chirping. You hear what's going on in between shots or before the putt or anything like that. How much of the chirping do you hear um, when you're on the mound? Like, you know, the, someone's at on first and you hear chirping back and forth or anything. Do you hear that stuff between other players at all, or are you so focused in that you don't even really pay attention to that? You know, I really don't hear anything out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it, even spectators, players, now, like, 
you know, if I'm communicating with my teammates, you know, like I'm locked into that type of stuff, but right. anything, you know, outside of my focus on the plate, I don't really hear too much. So you mentioned your friendship with, with Austin Warren and he also got called up in uh, this season and you guys, I was told that you guys were actually also roommates through your years of yeah. uh, the minor leagues. So I, I, I'm going to ask you a question, a couple questions, and it's you know you or Austin, who's who's the better driver? Who's the better driver? Yeah. Um, I think we're both reliable, but I'll go with myself. I like to drive, though. I'm the type of guy like if we're gonna go somewhere, I'll drive. Like I, I trust myself, so I'll say myself. Nothing against his driving; he's great. But <laughs> I think I think I asked Brandon that same question, Brandon Marshall, that same question about Joe, and he says, "Yeah, because every time Joe drives, he like he has to hold on to something or or, or uh, kind of has to clinch up a little bit." So that's always a fun thing to kind of oh, ask yeah. and see what people people's uh, perspective is. Who's the better cooker? Who's the best cook? Oh man. I really, I enjoy, I enjoy cooking. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm always looking up recipes, trying to do different things, especially grilling. I love to grill, but me and Austin, we don't, <clears throat> I mean, during the season, you really only have to worry about breakfast on your own. And ever since we lived together in high A, we've kind of always just made breakfast together. Like he'll cook the sausage. I'll make the, <clears throat> I'll make the breakfast potatoes and you know, you kind of make how your your own eggs. So we haven't really. No, no I guess we haven't made. We're we're even. We're we're pretty. You guys a draw on that one. Um, yeah, best uh, better better music selection or better maybe not best music selection, but who has like a wider variety of music? Mm, that's tough. We both love country. Both love rap. But I will say like. In the off season, I listen, I tend to listen to more country. I'm, you know, I'm kind of in like a cruise mode all the time. I'm not in any hurry. I'm not trying to get hype. Now, I'm, if I'm lifting, you know, Max Day or something, I'll listen right. to some crazy Crank rap. But yeah, you know, we're both pretty similar. I hate to keep saying this, but we're similar in a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, we li- we listen to country rap. Um, I think I might listen to more EDM type stuff. I think I dabble in that genre more um well like i said we're we're similar in a lot of a lot of ways which one is which one of you is better about being on time uh i'll say i am i'm very punctual yeah like i I get it from my mother like if if i'm not 30 minutes early i'm getting anxious yes that's how i am and then my wife was the complete opposite and now it's she's slowly coming over to my side to where when we first (laughs) to to when we first started really dating she's like why we have to show up at this time i thought you know the party starts at six why we gotta show up at you know six and why can't we show up at six you know or seven o'clock and i'm like the way i look at it if you're the first one there you also can be the first one to leave and no one's gonna look at you sideways so i'm like let's just go exactly yeah so uh i definitely know that if i tell Deanna. We're leaving at six thirty for dinner. <clears throat> you know, she's still getting dressed, putting makeup on at six thirty-five, and I'm just sitting there like, 
<laughs> I'll be in the car, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. I'm like, are you going to get up? and Because like, I kind of know how long it takes her to get, you know, dressed and ready. Oh, yeah. like, are you going to start now or like mm-hmm. what, what's going on? I'm in the same boat. Yeah, you go. Um, who's the cleaner roommate? Who like really, you know, will clean the kitchen afterwards without anyone saying really anything? We're both neat people. I will say that. I will say he wins when it comes to like packing our bags for a road trip. Like when you look at his suitcase, I will say like I'm neat. Mine's folded. Everything's in there nice. But like Warren's got like everything is perfect. (laughs) I don't know if that's like his little OCD when it comes to that, but um he he's very neat when it comes to how how he packs what he packs he's very good at that so myself a couple of buddies of mine we like to collect things you know fo- obviously baseball related sports related whether it be like bobbleheads um you know I, when i go to different stadiums i collect like magnets from the stadium or whatever do you it doesn't have to be sports related at all but do mm-hmm. you have any kind of collection or anything like that that you had now or even maybe when you're growing up uh growing up yeah you know the little bats you can buy at Yep. The field, the souvenir yeah, bats. I yeah. used to collect a bunch of those. Yeah, and then when I was real young, I was into baseball cards. So, yeah, in my my parents' house in my old closet up on the shelf, I still have like the thick binders with <laughs> the sleeves. Too, with yeah. All, yeah, I haven't gone. I haven't gone through those. Yeah, I haven't gone through that in probably. Oh, you might gosh. have some gems in there you don't even know years. about now that you about to say you can look back and be like, I is, could. Hey, I could. I could have. You know, I could have a thousand bucks rookie enough. card or something. Never know. <laughs> uh baseball yeah. players are known for their superstitions do you have any uh when it comes to whether warming up or just your daily routine uh i do when it comes to warming up and how i prepare myself yeah i do the same things just because i know you know what works best for my body and how i need to get ready for the game um to start the year like, let's say I have a good outing. My first outing is good. I'll wear the same sliding shorts. I'll wear the same socks. I put I put everything on the same way. So I'm super, I'm very superstitious. But let's say I have a bad outing, you know, I was like, change all right, it. well, I got to change the socks, change the sliders, you know, change something up. Do you do you carry that into golfing at all? Because I know some buddies that were like, if they shoot a double, okay, that ball's done for the day, and they'll toss it in their bag, and they won't use that ball again. They'll use a new ball next hole. Is there anything like that you do with with golfing at all, or is it just kind of whatever? Not really golf. I I don't really I don't go crazy when it comes to golf. No, no. no I will yeah, say I, that I, lately, the last couple months, um, I've been more of a hit 10 balls at the range and go to the first tee. I used to be, I need to hit a, you know, 50, 50 ball bucket. <laughs> like I got to dial every club in. No, I've found that I'm, especially towards the end, you know, 16, 17, 18th hole. Like I'm not as tired. I, yeah. You know, I'm not wearing myself out in the range. Yeah. And then I always say, I always end up leaving my good shots on the range. If I, if I do that, you know, exactly. 25, 30, it's like, man, that was great. And then the first tee, you're like, all right, you know, have a little bit of confidence. Next thing you know, you're like, yeah, what, what, what happened? What, what happened is like, that's exactly what happened. 15 minutes ago. I, I striped one right down the middle. And now I'm like, gotta go find it mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that I'll is save my shots now. So we talked a little bit before we started recording Monday national title game. 
you being a big Georgia fan, we kind of talked back and forth, even at the semifinal part of it, but you called it, you got it right. How did it feel watching that game and, and just the game in general? Well, I thought it was one of the best. It was a, one of the best games I've watched in a while, just from the defensive side. I mean, just to see these, I mean, just pure athletes running around the field at 300 pound, you know, 350 pound linemen chasing down a quarterback. Like, it was just a spectacle to watch on both sides of the ball. And I thought it was competitive for the most part, you know, towards the end, Georgia kind of opened it up, but very competitive game. I enjoyed watching it. Is is that the sport? If I were to tell you, you can be a professional in any other sport other than baseball, would you pick football or would you pick something different? Uh, you know, I'm not going to leave you with, uh, I'd probably play golf because you probably already would have thought that. But I think other than golf and baseball, yeah, football would probably – because I was a quarterback kind of growing up my whole life, played in high school. So I, I really have a love for football. Um, and I think, you know, if I didn't love baseball at such an early age and I started playing football, I would have pursued that for sure. At what point did you, you know, you said high school, did you, is that where kind of where it stopped your high school? Was it like your senior year? Was it your junior year where you started focusing solely on, on baseball? Or when did you make that switch? <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, I kind of knew, like I said, from an early age, I mean, ever since I can remember T-ball, like I, I've always loved baseball. Like that was my dream the whole time. But I was also the kid, like I I couldn't sit still. Like I wanted to <laughs> throw the football with dad in the street or shoot hoops in the driveway. Like I was always doing something. And then, you know, when I got to high school and it was time to commit to a college and, you know, get serious about a sport. I picked baseball, obviously. Um, didn't play my senior year of high school, which I would have been the starting quarterback. So that was kind of a tough Tough thing to let go just because I enjoyed it. You know, high school football, you know, Friday Night Lights. I mean, you want to be the star. So that's kind of when I committed to UNC Greensboro junior year of high school. So, and uh, and the quarterbacks before me, they had gotten, you know, torn rotator cuff, torn labrum. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going pro. I'm not going to play, you know, college football. Like I'm not going to risk it. So I hung yeah, the cleats definitely. up, hung the helmet up. <laughs> but it's always fun to watch when, and you see that you mentioned those defenses. Like I'm glad I'm not out there taking those hits because oh, yeah. uh, that's 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 a whole different different animal. Um, the the NFL playoffs are going to start. Who do you got? Yeah. <sighs> You know, I'd like to see the Bengals, to be honest with you. You know, I'm a, I like Joe Burrow, you know, what he did in the national championship, kind of like a young stallion, you know, got yeah. a little swagger to him. And plus Cincinnati, you know, you don't really hear too much about him. <laughs> but then again, uh, you know, I like the Chiefs. I like how fast and explosive their offense is. And then you got Tom Brady. I mean, how can you go wrong with the GOAT? Just, you yeah. know, being able to watch him do that at, I don't know, is he 44, 45? Uh, yeah, it's it looks just, 35, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. So I'd like to see I'd like to see a team to, that hasn't done in a while. Yeah, that's another good 
thing coming up that's a lot of fun and we'll see how that plays out andrew i want to thank you again for jumping on uh like you said between your workout schedule planning a wedding i mean you have a lot of stuff on going on right now i really appreciate you jumping on no problem great hearing from you again i want to thank andrew for taking some time out and chatting with us or with myself uh really appreciate it I mentioned in at the end of that, he has a lot of stuff going on, getting ready for the season, planning a wedding. Um, if you've ever had to plan a wedding like myself, you know exactly how much time that takes up and just kind of mental space that takes up. So for him to be going through all that and, and fitting us in, I really, really appreciate it. A lot of fun talking to him. Um, hopefully be able to get on the on the golf course with him, you know, next time he's in California. I told him, hey, you know, call me up. I'll make you and your buddies look great out there. Um but, you know, something to hopefully look forward to, but really enjoyed his time and also to time zones <laughs> for him to be able to stay up a little bit later, being on the East Coast and the West Coast. I really appreciate that make to get that to fit into our my schedule, especially. So um, much props to him. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to hopefully see him in Tempe and, and definitely see him in Anaheim uh, this coming season. Really enjoyed it. So. There's a lot of stuff in the news right now that I have yet to talk about on the podcast, whether it be the possible return of Ty Buttry, um, the lockout situation, you know, um, there's stuff with Ken Rosenthal and, and, and the commissioner and that whole fiasco. Uh, I am, you know, thinking of putting out a podcast next week to kind of talk about those issues and anything else that's kind of popped up since then. Um, obviously the commission or the owners and the players are meeting Thursday. So if anything kind of comes out of that, obviously that's another talking point we can, we can talk about, but if there's anything you want to talk about questions, comments, concerns, definitely reach out to us at all angels podcast at gmail.com or even DM us in our Instagram or our Twitter. That's halo underscore Haven. And we will definitely, you know, talk about that and, and mention you on the podcast, but that's probably going to be sometime next week. Definitely look at it for maybe like Tuesday or Thursday of next week um, to record the new episode. And again, looking at kind of re- re- recouping what has happened so far or, or reviewing what has happened so far uh, in the off season. A lot of stuff that I think is, is, is worthy of a podcast, but definitely check it out. And now to um, with 2022 starting up, we're going to start kind of hopefully start cranking out a little bit more as hopefully the lockout ends and we get closer and closer to the season. Uh, favor to ask all you listeners out there, um, please rate review this podcast on the iOS. And now you can do that on Spotify. You can leave a, uh, a certain star rating on Spotify. Please do that for us. Um, helps us kind of grow the podcast, write a review. We love seeing the reviews of, of people that leave them. Um, so please do that if you haven't already. If you have, thank you. We, we really, really appreciate it. But getting ready for this 2022 season, again, trying to make another push to make it better and also grow it and try to reach out to more fans. So definitely do that. And again, anytime, whether it's a podcast specific kind of question or anything in general, please reach out to us at all angels podcast at gmail.com or halo underscore Haven on both our Twitter and our Instagram. So definitely look out for another episode coming out next week. Um, get those questions in now comments in now. Um, but until then I am down Garcia and this has been another edition of the all angels podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... 
Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.